And it's Dan and James talking about the Villa games. games. Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the AVFC Faithful Podcast. Joined, as always, by Dan and James. Not talking about Villa games, but upcoming Villa games, because it is our pre-season preview. Preview for the season, pre-season preview. The season preview that we're doing before the season starts, and we're previewing the season that's coming up. So... Uh, we've got a lot to go through. It's probably a, a chunky episode. Uh, we've got all things from general predictions to to all our little villain niche ones as well. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, James, it, it took me a while to do it. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, it took me a good 10, 15 minutes. Um, it was more the... Well, I still haven't thought of one for, for the probably the last one that are going forward, the sort of out there prediction, but we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Generally, I think it's been easy to predict my Premier League table, and I know I'm going to get 15 of them wrong, but still, it was easy. So. <laughs> See, I find it difficult, but that's because I always forget a team. Like, I genuinely end up with my top 90. I go, there's someone I'm missing here. There's certainly someone. Then, uh, this time it was Everton. Uh, I remember last year it was West Ham. Easy. I forgot West Ham existed. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so tell you what, I wish they didn't, so we didn't have the bloody trip away to the London Stadium. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe next year we won't have that the way they're going. So, uh, I'm not saying that's in my predictions. That'll be a that'll be a spoiler, guys. And I, <laughs> I know you're <laughs> on tender hooks, so uh, I'll say it now because I'm going to forget the end. It's a busy one, so uh, make sure you stick around, uh, like the video, and share it if you did enjoy it, and subscribe as well. Um, maybe hit the notification bell. Maybe tickle it, tap it, do smash all the good things to it. Smash the bell. James has told you to smash the bell. It wasn't me this time. So we'll go straight into it with our Premier League predictions. Um, I think what we'll do is is we'll we'll just do each other's in a in a in a row because uh, it'll be quite confusing going backwards and forwards. I think. Um, so I, I want your top twenty as it goes. I want uh, actually let's go twenty upwards. That's what I was hoping you'd say for me. I'll do it in little blocks. So for me, bottom three, Sheffield United bottom, Luton 19th and Wolves 18th. I just think Sheffield United look like they're they're actually trying to go down. Luton, I don't (laughs) think they've got enough quality and Wolves. (laughs) Um, Above them, I've gone... This is is really interchangeable, to be honest. Honestly, from 10th down to 17th, I'll I'll go through the 17th upwards. Fulham, Burnley, Forest, Bournemouth, Everton, Brentford, West Ham, Palace. I think any of those are quite interchangeable, but yeah. I'm expecting West Ham to have a better season, uh, even though losing Rice and having to replace him. I, I like Palace's squad. does sort of depend on Elise staying. Brentford, without Tony, I think they'll be a little bit weaker than last season. Everton, under Dyche, I think you know what you're going to get. Bournemouth are going to have a transition with the new manager, but I think he'll get some good points. Forest, safe. Burnley, safe. Fulham are really in danger, I think, especially if the, the last few weeks. Willian might even still go, even though he signed that contract. And then there's Mitrovic. Marco Silva never sticks around for long. It's just one of those, which would be a shame for them because they had a good season last season. And then, just, well, it depends. Does, do we count eighth as Europe in case... The co- I don't know how it works. I don't know if a fifth gets Champions League and then that shifts each space I've down. Gone or not. With, I've gone with fifth gets Champions League, sixth Europa, seven. I've gone for still 
what would be seven. top six, but top seven this year. I haven't yeah. got what we got this year, which was the um but that's that's it depends, doesn't it, I guess, on the yeah. stuff. Okay, so I've got Brighton in ninth. Um and this is hard because it's just because it's so competitive there that teams are just gonna miss out and it's not because I think that the bad teams are just Something out at Brighton, I think Kaiseido will go. And then mm. I think they'll bring someone in that's, you know, they're going to do a good job. And, yeah, I just think with Europa League, which I think they're going to go far in, um, I think they might just suffer league form-wise. Um, Tottenham in eighth, I think they'll look better than that sounds, if you know what I mean. I yeah. think Kate sounds like they've not done much progress, but I think with the new play style, if Kane goes, it's tough, but I still think they'll do it, I think. It's a good time if Kane goes, actually, with, with a new system coming in. Um, and then seventh, I've got us. Um, I wanted to put us higher, but I think we're going to put a lot of stock into the Conference League, which we should probably be able to heavily rotate. rotate. But I think we're going to really go for the other two domestic cups as well. So I think uh, league form will be up and down, maybe down to start with an up as it goes for the rest of the season. Um, but I think, we'll, I think we'll still see it as a really solid season. Um and then sixth, I've got Newcastle. I know a lot of people are putting Newcastle a bit further down than that because of Champions League. But again, I feel like they're, I think they're going to be underestimated a little bit more again. It is going to be tough for them. But I think Harry's been a really great coach. I think Gordon's going to play a lot more. Tenali will get sorted. Yeah, Guaranteed they'll sign two more players before the end of the window. I think they'll just have a really solid season and they'll get... I think the, the furthest they'll get in the Champions League is quarterfinals, and that's if they do really well. And then I think they'll get some sort of Europe again next season. And then I'm going to count it as as Champions League top five. I'll go Chelsea fifth, Liverpool fourth, United third, Arsenal second, and City first. Yeah, I mean, it's, spoiler alert, I don't think many people are ever going to put City anywhere but first now, are they? Especially the way it's gone. It's, uh, I mean... Looking through that, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing how similar our tables are. Pretty much every time, <laughs> so every prediction we have is is ridiculously close. Uh, look, I'll start with my I'll go from twentieth upwards. My bottom three, it does go twentieth: Sheffield United, then Luton, then Wolves. Uh, same as you. Uh, I don't understand what Sheffield United are really trying to do. I don't think it's totally their fault with Ndai. Is Ndai? I don't know how to say his name. Um. That's a tough situation to deal with. Um, but still, and Luton, I, I did nearly want to put them to stay up. Um, I think it is, I don't think it's going to be a uh, a sort of a, a, a derby like season for anyone this year, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit close. I just, that squad, yeah. I mean, what the, the, the I, I couldn't, and the only one player I can name you, and it's because we sold them to him. So, I can't, I, I can't see him doing much. Same as uh, well, a player, and it's because it's going to be a a Blues Villa link up because they signed Chong from Blues as well. Oh, okay, there you go then. You know they're linking up for a goal this season. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, probably Nakamba scoring it though. I mean, yeah, the best things are blue, aren't they? Uh, yeah. But but however, I have differed a bit because um, I think it's going to be really close with. These three teams, I think I've gone Everton 17th, West Ham 16th, Fulham 15th, Bournemouth 14th. Uh, and then I've gone Forest, Burnley. I think Burnley are going to have a decent enough season. I think they're going to be saved by the fact that, I mean, if they get Sanderberg in, that the, their main weakness, I think, was in the centre of midfield. So I think that that will probably save them a bit. 
good experience. I don't think yeah. they need um, Nathan Teller at all. Uh, I think that if they're going to get Aaron Ramsey, that's pretty much the same level as player. I'm going to go out there on a limb and say that. Uh, I think that while they offer different things, um, I think that uh, Aaron Ramsey is a very good signing for him if it does go through. It looks like it's going to as well from today as well. So, um, And then I, I've actually put Bre- Brentford at 11th. Uh, and Palace are 10th. <laughs> I mean, yep. Palace are either going to finish 11th or 10th, aren't they? It's... Yeah, I feel yeah. like it. But I think they're fine with that. I think they're happy with that. I think they probably could do with a couple of years of not changing manager, really, couldn't they? Um, yeah. And uh, it'd be nice to see just a, a calm season for them, because I do I quite like Palace. I've got a weird soft spot for them. Um, a nice team. Exciting team, really. I think it might be because of uh, HLTCO on Twitter, because he's such a nice yeah. guy and I want to see things be all right for him. Um then ninth, I've gone Brighton. Uh, we've differed a bit here. I've actually put us eighth, um, but I will explain why in our later predictions. Um, but I do think that we are one of those clubs that will will start to shift our focus halfway through the season and you'll see a couple of draws where wins would happen. And I still think it's going to be close between sixth, sixth to eighth. I think it's going to be quite close. Um, yeah. I've gone a bit rogue here and I've put United seventh. Um, I don't see a lot of quality in that in that manager really at all. Uh I think that they were where they were last season because of the downfalls of other teams. Um and I think if Chelsea had the squad and the manager they had this season, uh and Tottenham had a again a manager like they do now of Ang, I, I think they wouldn't have made top four. So that's my that that was my little weird one there. Um Newcastle sixth. Again, I think they'll be fine. Um I think that again they'll prioritize the cups that they're in later on in the season. And then I mean, like a lot of people say, you're not that worried whether you're finishing fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth, usually without Champions League being fifth, um, if you're challenging for a cup. So I can't yeah. blame them too much if that's the case. I put Spurs fifth. Uh that's if they keep Kane. If yeah, fair. Game, I genuinely would put Spurs all the way down to tenth and bring everyone up one. I think I think yeah. it's that much of a difference maker for him. Um, yeah, not Ang. I just think that I don't see Richarlison being the striker they need him to be. They signed um, a striker today. Who? I, some Argentinian striker okay. that I don't think I'd heard of before. Okay, so he's either going to be absolutely amazing or pointless. He's good recruit. He's got a good cr- recruitment. He's got a good talent ID. Poster Cogliff. So, be interesting to see how he does. And you tell that I can't say that surname. That's why I keep calling him Ang. Nazi <laughs> bloke. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Chelsea fourth, Arsenal third, uh, Liverpool second, and City first. I do think it'll be closer this year. Um, and I think Liverpool yeah. is back. Uh, maybe if they sign Romeo and Lavia. I don't know why. I don't think that's going to absolutely solve their issues. But um, I, I, again, I. I I just hope it's a bit closer this year because even when Arsenal were top, no one believed in them, did they? And uh, no. yeah, it, it would be nice to see a proper a proper season again. But um, <clears throat> look, all subject to change if the transfer window does throw up any surprises. Uh, you know, if Mbappe decides to take a trip to to Merseyside randomly, then you know uh, Everton are in for a great season. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, It'll, it'll be interesting to go back to those at the end of the year. Um, I don't even need to look at last year's episode to know that uh pretty wrong, but also weirdly right in some areas as well. Um, and uh, I think we had a weird... I can't remember where we put ourselves. Uh, I think top 10, I did. Um, I seem to remember us saying we challenged for Europe because 
I thought Steven Gerrard was the second coming of Pep Guardiola. Yeah, and we 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 basically it was mission failed successfully for us, wasn't it? Like <laughs> we got Europe. Yeah, it wasn't with that man. <laughs> no, um, but thank God because it's with someone that's actually likable. Um, so those are the, those are the seat, those are the the tables. You'll have seen them pop up. Um, again, I don't know much. Uh, I just know that Wolves are going down. Especially yeah. if they lose, I can't say his name. I'm not going to try to. Um, thank you. I'm not um, other podcasts that would mispronounce someone's name on purpose as a joke. Um, so I'm not going to do that. Um, and I'll le- let James do it because I can't even say Tim's name properly. <laughs> All I'll say is Alex, supply that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> right. Champions League. You go first. I didn't go for an English-based team. Me either. I took a trip to Spain. Same. And I've gone for Barcelona. Barcelona. Same. Yeah. That's that, honestly, we've not conferred about this before. No, nope. we've nope. not shown it. I just think that Barcelona is slow. I think they go under the radar a bit compared to Madrid. Madrid get lauded for all the money that they spend, but Barca do tend to bring good players for the academy. Yeah. And seem to recruit well, especially under Alaman, who we could have maybe had, but it all worked out fine. So, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to have a really good season. I mean, they smashed the league last season. Yeah. And I feel like I can see them doing really well and just being the sort of unexpected package of winning it. Because I don't think anyone really would say, yeah, they're definitely going to win it. You can't say anyone's definitely going to win Champions League. But no. I feel like Barca could be fourth or fifth in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just there's something about them. You know, how people have the the aura around Madrid. Yeah, I, I I mean, I guess a lot of it comes from um from just the past of Barcelona past. But yeah, I just I've got this weird feeling about them, and um yeah, it'd, it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice because. Again, I'm one of those people that I don't really want to see an English team win if it's not us. It's really petty and it's really small, and I'm proud of it. Um, yeah. But however, that that changes for other competitions. I think it's just it's weirdly the Champions League, and it's because it's always clubs I don't like in it. Yeah, but one thing I would say this season, it changes for me. It you know if we're in fifth place and we want a good coefficient to get Champions League. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'll be like you know. Come on, Brighton. Come on, probably City. So it's one of those. It's one I, I would be supporting them through gritted teeth in that sense because it mm. benefits. But otherwise, you know, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So well, well, we'll just work our way for the European competitions. Uh, Europa League, and it's your turn. I went Leverkusen. Oh. Okay. A little. A little Xabi Alonso trophy lift. I think oh. they look really interesting. Um, they just look a really exciting team. They, I'm sure it was West Ham they played to the day. They absolutely smashed them. Yeah. And they played some really good looking football. It's quite intelligent and direct, but they have control over the game. So I'm going to keep my eyes on them this season because I feel, I feel like they've got a nice little squad and they could, I think, challenge really well for the Europa League. Europe is difficult as well because obviously you get the dropouts from the Champions League, don't you, into them. So that's yeah. quite frustrating because it does throw a curve. But I mean, like if you get a, I mean, unlikely, but if you get like a Real Madrid dropping in there, they'll just blitz the competition because they need to win it. So yeah, um, 
I've gone probably not rogue because I think a lot of people know they know the teams in our country that are in it, so they probably guess them. But I actually have gone Brighton. Um, I think that they've made a quite a smart signer with like João Pedro. Yeah, who like him. Um, I think he fits their system really well, and I think it'll be quite nice to see a team like Brighton win it. I mean, Brighton in the Champions League doesn't make sense, but I really, I really need to see it now just for them winning it. So. I've got I've got a weird sneaky suspicion. I think all right, if they lose, um names going up my head straight away. Kaiseido. Thank you. Yeah, if they do lose Kaiseido, I think it doesn't help. Uh but you know what Brian are like I mean they keep losing their best players and they keep they're just fine with it. Um yeah. got Danny Welbeck. It, and yeah, I could just see Danny Welbeck scoring the winning goal for, to get them through the group stage and things like that. Just, just things you can see. Um yeah. And I do hate to break it to you, but obviously I played football manager the other night and uh, I did actually beat Bayer Leverkusen 4-1 um, and they still had Diaby. So I think I know what might happen there, James. I do apologise. Yeah, I don't and know. Again, not many come up against a tactical mastermind like me. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But the Europa League is such a vast competition and there's so many just little changeable parts of it that okay, I, I just, I'd like to see Brighton win it, but it's one of those I'm not yeah. As long as it's not, I just don't want a Champions League club winning it where they drop down in. I don't like that and I don't think it should be part of it. But I'm not sure West Ham will do that well in it either, to be no. honest. No. I think I think they'll just about get at the groups. I think they'll sort of limp over the line in that in, the, in that sort of sense. But then I think they'll go in the first knockout stage. I think, I don't know. I think that last year, a lot of their moments, because they still had Rice and then... You know, it might be a bit uh, of them, but I feel like when you have that, what we know, that sort of world-class captain heartbeat of the team, that at any moment they can just get the team up. Um, it does help when you have a player like Bowen that can make something out of nothing as well. And, you know, Antonio is just a very strange player, but difficult to play against sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they'd, they'll get out of the groups just about, but then fall short in the... Is it round of 16 or 32? I can't remember. I could see him not getting out of the groups, to be honest with you, but I don't I don't like that squad. If I, I yeah. another squad of players where there's only one person I take for an island and it is is Bowen. I'd love to see Bowen play for us because I think he's absolutely amazing. But um yeah, I think they're a weird team. I think and they're gonna suffer from they'll put their eggs in all that basket straight away, and then I think they I think they'll change manager at some point. I think it's all going to be a bit weird. It depends how they spend the rice money. That could be, but I mean, at the moment, it's looking like it's going on Maguire and McTominay. I don't mind that. It's just. I don't mind Maguire. I think that's a good sign in, but I don't. Yeah. I've never rated Scott McTominay. I'm half and half McTominay. I think he's got a lot of good things about him, but depends how you deploy him, really. Um, he was a striker. I that's a weird fact. Yeah. yeah. He, he just. Uh... <laughs> I could see him as a fullback, you know, McTominay. Strange. Coming that's like seeing McGinn as a full. I could see McGinn as a fullback. Yeah, I think coming inside also hold. He's just got that sort of physique and ball winning ability. I think that suit him a bit more than trying to get forward so often. But yeah, that squad needs a lot of work, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. The only European comp- competition that actually matters now, and. Uh, it's the Conference League. Um, playoffs have not been done yet. Um, 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal who's gonna win it. I already I've already seen it. Um, will it be their only trophy of the season? Possibly not. It, it's us. I've I've I've, I've put us to win it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I I struggle to see a world where we don't. Uh, mainly, I, and I will say this: I don't think we're the best team in the world. I know that. Um, I just think I think Unai Emery just walks that competition. I think he'll know exactly what to do for all of it. Yeah, it's really strange. Like putting putting Villa down as I'm very confident that we could win a competition. Yeah, and it's like. I feel like I'm being silly saying it at the same time because it, it doesn't happen nowadays. And, you know, <laughs> it's been very long since we won a trophy. And it, but it's just like you look at the, the, the standard of teams in the in that competition. There's probably, on paper, three-ish, three, maybe four, that could really cause us problems. But you think about Emery, you think about the squad we've got, and you feel like the, I think the only struggles we'll start to have is maybe quarters or semi-finals. And it's... You know, I hate saying this because I feel like it could just blow up in their face in typical Villa fashion. But we're not typical Villa anymore. So no. I have to put us down as winners. And I tell you what, seeing like it'll be McGinn that had lift it. But seeing McGinn and Mings lift a trophy at Villa, I'd be set for life. I the OGs lifting a trophy would be so good. It's genuinely dream material. And then passing it to Emmy Martinez and then... Oh, I mean, how quickly would your wallpaper be a picture of Alex Moreno holding that trophy? I mean, I don't wallpaper it, it'd be my skin. I'd tattoo it all <laughs> over me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the amount of money I'd sink into the shirt we'd wear with the, with the little bit on it. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, maybe it's best we don't for my bank account, but no, I, I think it is one of those. It's, it, I mean, it's going to sound really, really obnoxious, but if West Ham can win it, I think yeah. we can. I think no, I agree. Just, I it does can. seem a bit like egotistical, but when you think about, I think they've got a, they had a good squad because of Rice, and it worked, and we had a, a good squad. We've we've improved, and I'd say that this squad is way better than that West Ham one that won last year. So yeah, I agree. You know, tournament footballs brutal you know you can just have one one slip that can cost you so that's what always makes you wary but when you've got emery you just feel like yeah european competition it's in the bag yeah weird that isn't it it doesn't sound it doesn't feel right but uh yeah carabao cup winners aston villa football club that uh, has a lovely ring to it you know and uh hey it's guaranteed europa league then as well so you know very well, man, because we'll be top four. So, I've got Carabao as well, and that, this is like again. It, this is more of a hopeful prediction, like because that would be a double. It would be a double. <laughs> it would be a double, and no, that's ridiculous. No trophies for twenty years, and then a double. Yeah, so you know, this is maybe just getting ahead of ourselves. You know, bit yeah, of fun. There's no better but, time to do it. Yeah, but what I would say is that I think that we're very capable of it because of the squad that we have. The, in the past, you'd rotate the squad and it'd be like a bunch of kids or fringe players. Yeah. And now we've got mostly a squad that could be a first team, you know, or at least 75% of a first team. Around. So it's one of those that I think the biggest challenge, again, is City. It's City in both cups. They, they take it seriously. But, I mean, they went out last year to Southampton. So it, it's one of those, you know, I've, I put us down because... 
uh, well, I wanted to, to be honest. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> let's win a double and I'm going to just die happy forever then, so. Yeah, well, I've put, I've actually put the final down. I've put the final game between Newcastle and us. Oh, uh, and only, be... one, only one of them can win it. So uh, why not go for a double A? Eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I. But I said I, I thought this before as well. I thought if we were, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But for example, if we were knocked out of the Conference League, it would be the Carabao Cup that all the focus would go into, mainly because most of the games are finished before you get into the last stages of the FA Cup. So it's one of those where you can sort of put your eggs into the basket and it doesn't derail your whole season. Like I think an FA Cup's more derailing. And I think yeah. it's because of how it's played at the time it comes up. Yeah, I think I I think the problem is is a lot of a lot of clubs that go into the Carabao Cup come up against teams like a Burnley, it'll be like this season, for example, or like a Palace, and it's basically a final to them. And Man United or City, Chelsea. I'd like Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea ever take it seriously anymore. Um yeah. But then again, it's the problem of like Spurs again. Um, but Spurs are Spurs. <laughs> I just can't be yeah. winning anything. That might come back to bite me, but you just can't. So, yeah, okay. I, I have gone for us. Um, it's where you keep saying Newcastle, and I'm like, oh, we play them in a couple of weeks, and we don't. We play them in four days. Um, yeah, it hasn't hit me yet. Uh, so feels like a far away season. But um, let's go on to the biggest biggest trophy in English football aside from the the, the leagues uh, and it's the FA Cup um I I went with Liverpool I went City again I think the only reason I went with Liverpool is I think I mean can you do if anyone can do back-to-back travels it is City I guess or doubles even I just think that I just I don't know why but I think that Liverpool have such a bounce back season that they need. Uh, it will get to a point where I think they'll be obviously. I have to remind myself now. Europe is for City for Liverpool. Where did they finish? My God, fifth. They got Europe. Yeah, fifth. fifth. So exactly. Yeah. So I think Europa. They can actually rotate in Europa. Okay enough, but their squad isn't that big. But again, they'll be in the latter stages of that when the FA Cup comes around. They can breeze through the probably the first three rounds. And then I think then when it comes up against the City and stuff, full strength there. The league's probably already gone by that point. And that's where it sort of get, goes around. And I, I don't know, it's just... I can't picture Liverpool in the FA Cup. So to me, they're going to win the FA Cup. It's really hard to explain that. But I can't picture, I can't picture them lifting it. But they're going to. Yeah. Don't know why I can explain, it, but I couldn't. I couldn't picture City winning the treble, and they did. So, yeah, the FA Cup for me. That this is why I didn't put us. I wanted to put us down for a domestic cup, and it, I wasn't going to do the FA Cup because I think, as you say, I think we're going to go far in the Conference League, and that late, I just feel, feel like it'll catch up with us. In, and I mean, it could already catch up with us with the Carabao Cup, as I'm saying that we're going to win it, but. It's one of those. I think City just they win a domestic trophy pretty much every season, don't they? Yeah. And I think that I think a lot of people are worried about him in the sense that you know they've lost a couple of key players and <clears throat> they look a little bit short. But I don't know. I feel like Gundogan's gone. 
they're going to drop Bernardo Silva back and Foden's going to have his time in the yeah. in the spotlight. It's it's one of I think people always make it sound like they've got a really big squad, which they don't. They just have a really quality 15, 16 players, and they can swap players in and out. And even if they're not they're in the best position, they do a brilliant job. So I feel like they're just going to be their usual city, start rough, solid middle, and then absolutely motor through the last twenty games of the season. I do think they um I do think they blitzed through Burnley on Friday though as sort of like a revenge for for the community shield. Um but I do yeah, I do think that I agree with you. City have they have slow starts, it's weird. Yeah. Um, I mean I remember the same we watching the uh community shield last year and I took Harland out of my FPL because I was like can't he can't hack it. He cannot hack it. Um so yeah, maybe I'm not good at predicting things. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, we're not winning anything this season now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, just listen to James, not me. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a jinx. Right, so these ones are the, the more, like, just they're the ones you throw out and everyone's probably got a Man City player in one or if not both of these predictions, but uh, top scorer and top assister, please, James. So, Premier League top goal scorer, Mohamed Salah um, and top assister, Second, I just think that Haaland does still have a really good season, but I think Salah, I think Liverpool are going to be a really free scoring team this season, but woeful defending. So I just feel like he's going to bag 30 plus, and Haaland will bag 30 plus, and there'll be one or two goals in it. Um, <clears throat> and then a sister, I think Saka's just going to be like a creative force this season. and it would just depend on who's getting them goals because Jesus is out for however long now and Havertz is Havertz. About as, as, as Boyer Iglesias or whatever it was that we signed. Oh, and, words. Yeah, OK. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I feel like there he's just... I don't know how to explain Saka. He's a player that, if I can, if I think about him, I'm not sure what he does excitingly, but he's so efficient. Yeah. Like, he knows how to create out of nothing. So, yeah, I feel like those are my two nailed on. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so I went Haaland as top scorer. Um, but weirdly enough, I went top assists. I actually went for Salah. Uh, I think that they have a weirdly free-flowing forwards. And I think that because Darwin Nunes is Darwin Nunes, I actually think that he ends on a very good goal-scoring tally. Um, and I mean, he's got now midfielders that he can lay it off to. I mean, McAllister, you could just lay it off to from 20 yards out and he could take a couple of touches, taking the box and slide away. Cody Gakpo's dropping in as well. Uh, so I, I think they've got enough for, for him to get what he needs as well. Um, but that doesn't discount the amount of goals he will score uh, yeah. as well. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, ju- I think it's just, again, so about Harland isn't there for me. Um, I think, but I do think he scores less this year. Um and I think that uh, I think Alvarez scores a bit more as well. Um, but it just, again, it just depends what it takes as an injury, isn't it? But yeah, I've, yeah, that's what we've gone for. Um, right. Who cares about the rest of the Premier League? Who cares about other players? It's the Villa predictions part now. Um, I'll actually I need to remember now. There there should be a little timestamp bit here, so people can just scroll along and see the Villa predictions bit. So um, let's just recap. Uh, you've got us to finish seventh, and I've got us to finish eighth. Um, and we've both got us to get a double. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. in it back. 
really for me. <laughs> yeah, but when you go to when you go to a pub or you go to the bar or you go out, you know, you're not going up our oh, let's have a, a single rum and coke. No, you get the oh. double. Yeah. That's exactly what Unai Emery's saying right now. He's gone, we get the double. What double? I don't care. It can even be a domestic double. I'll take it. Um, oh, uh, but uh, we've got the important ones now, so we'll go with our top scorer first. It feels obvious to me. I feel like it just has to be Watkins, and I feel like he's gonna get nineteen. Yeah, I've gone Watkins, but I still think he gets fifteen. Um, I think the goals just get spread around more again. Um, I assume are we gone for Premier League top scorer for us then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. um, again, I think there's so much rotation that happens that. It won't really make too much of a difference anyway. But yeah, I, I've got I've gone Watkins as well, but I do think he scores the same as last season. I think uh he has a bit more help. He's yeah. Some more help because uh yeah, it's worrying without it. So um and then top assists, uh I've gone Douglas Louise. Uh I, it was I nearly went for Louise, but I've gone John McGinn. I oh. think he's the you know I've underrated John McGinn even recently because I've, 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 I've we've been saying on the pod how he's been immense under Emery, but I don't think he was. It's funny because I've been basing this off pre-season, but I didn't really realise how tactically switched on he is. Like he knows this Emery system inside out now and how to exploit it, and how he picks up those pockets of space. I feel like he's going to get twelve, thirteen assists this season. And that, I mean, that's a lot of goals that are going to get scored if you share on sharing around the rest of the assists. But yeah, I feel like he's going to have a really top season. Yeah, I mean, it's not outside the realms of possibility at all. Uh, my, I nearly went with McGinn. He was on my list. He was on my top three. My problem with him is I think that he is probably, for no fault of his own, but out of the three, technically midfield three, but he plays on the right, I think he is probably the first to be rotated out. Um, to change it up, so I thought that might 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 hinder him a bit. But again, I could be completely proved wrong, and I think that that position out on the right is so good for him. Um, just want to see him happy because he's got just lovely smile, hasn't he? Um, yeah, cheps himself. Uh, but yeah, I, I I went with Louise. I I think I think Louise offers so much with his passing range that. We were talking about this before, I think, last season, because there was someone uh, who I watched football with who didn't particularly rate Douglas Louise too much, um, which I vehemently disagreed with. Um, <laughs> and I've said, I think that he, and you agreed, I think you actually said it to me and I stole it, uh, was that he sees a pass ahead um, and he's trying the next thing where we were at a stage where we hadn't started that yet. I mean, he was our player of the season for a reason. I think, I also think that he drifts more to the left. Uh, this season as well, I think because of the way we might set up, we might change it when we go down the left as a sort of faker option. When we take the right up, for example, when we play Pau Torres at left back, yeah, back. Um, I think that takes Douglas Luiz a bit more space in his little area. Um, I just love the bloke. I I think I think it just really clicks for him this year. Um, and and I do think it it could be our last year with him. Um, I think this year is his standout year. Uh. Yeah. Sort of like a like a McAllister year, for example. Um, I'm not saying they're the same player, but obviously the player that okay, yeah, they get bought. Um, and I could just see him go into uh, any any of that big six, Sky Six. Sorry, yeah, just cut them up a bit less. Um, <laughs> but but you could see. I mean, I sorry, I did see as well. Tottenham were in for him 
uh, apparently. I mean, come on, like, it just doesn't make sense, but yeah, it's not. Man. <laughs> anyway, um, right, this one's tough. Uh, player of the season. I went Emmy Martinez, and that'd make you think that we've had a poor season in a sense, because usually you think if your goalkeeper's been busy and winning the you know player of the season, then you've not had a top season. But I think he's going to be key to us keeping the ball out more often because of how I think you can get us because of the ball over the top, or yeah. if we're using a centre back that's drifting in a bit more, you might be able to get in more with pace. So, and not only that, I think with the ball at his feet, he's becoming really key with our build-up. We saw that in pre-season, a ball into midfield and we've we've got out two lines of their press. So, I feel like he's going to be looked back on, considering I've got McGinn top assister with double-digit assists and Watkins on 19 goals. I think that sort of says what sort of a season I think Martinez yeah. is going to have. Yeah. Uh, I went along the same lines. I went Tyra Mings. Uh, Tyra Mings was second, basically, wasn't he, for, for player of the season this year. Um, I think that he will perform to a level this year that is better than last. Um, I think we'll probably see him pop up with a goal or two more this season. I don't know why. I've just got this weird feeling with Mings. Um, and I think that he's going to take this added pressure of having a Pau Torres breathing down his neck for his place possibly a Diego Carlos as well really into his stride um, and I just think that he'll be that colossal defender that for example will be in the Carabao Cup final for our first final of the season and uh, like he'll be making goal line clearances or goal saving tackles and stuff and those are the things that stick in a lot of fans minds um, and especially mine I mean I've, I think at least every season he's had one goal saving clearance or tackle um, yeah, I mean the Leeds one sticks in my head massively. So uh, I, I, I just, I, I, but again, maybe it's because I love him. It might be because I absolutely love him. It is tough to pick this player of the season. I think my the second one in my head was the the man that's been on a redemption curve in my head is Ezra Concer. I actually think, yeah, because uh, I want I've been saying for weeks and weeks that I want to see more from Concer on the ball. Pre season he was excellent and defensively too. One mistake against Brentford, giving away the pen. But he was really left isolated back there. and Poor choice to tackle, but it was what it was. He's been really good in pre-season. And I feel like maybe he's going to get back to that level where we are hounding for him to get called up for England because he's been that good. So he he would have been my second choice after Emery Martinez. Yeah, my second choice was Jacob Ramsey, actually. I think, uh, yeah, but... Uh, I nearly put him as young player of the season, but he's not he's not my young player of the season because I don't think he's he doesn't qualify for me as our young player anymore. Um Well, he's my young player of the season. <laughs> there we go, I knew that was coming. <laughs> that was my secret segue that I totally knew was happening. I didn't I don't know what the cutoff is, but he's not he's not twenty three yet, is he? Sure he's not, he's twenty two. Um, yeah, I feel like he's just gonna have when he gets back, he's gonna be wanting to make an impact because Especially if we start well, he's going to have to... 22. Yeah, he's really going to have to prove his worth to get back in the team and stay in it. And um, he really had a good end to the season last season. I think at his age, he's just still get, he was still getting used to this system. And then he was really popping up with important goals, assists. And the last game of the season, he was 
incredible with those two assists. Um, I feel like it's, it feels nailed on to me still. Um, there's only a couple of other options, really, that are in my head, but he just stands out every time for me, you know, which I love, JJ. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to love him, really, isn't it? I mean, I I didn't love him very much when he missed the uh, missed the open net against Brian, but, you know, uh, yeah. uh, I, d- I, do, uh, I do love the bloke. And it, it makes sense. Again, I think I just didn't go for him because I think this player is going to be the young player of the season that people uh, take their eye on to. Um, c- can you guess? Jaden Philogene Bidace. Jaden Philogene Bidace, yes, it is. Uh, uh, I think that he'll crop up in games and be the difference maker in a couple of Premier League games. I genuinely think that. And Cup games, I think a lot of our Carabao Cup realm will rely on him. Uh, and I'd like to see sort of how he plays on the right-hand side and maybe like a, a, a Felipe Coutinho link-up on the left. I, that, oh, that'd be nice. Strange link up, and it you wouldn't think would happen, but uh, yeah, I do. I just think that what he showed me in pre season was enough to convince me and clearly uh, convince the club that he will be part of the first team this year. Uh, and I think that to be honest, there isn't that many young players that he's got much contention for, as well. Like you said, there's only a couple other options, and uh, I mean, we'll get on to Cameron Archer shortly, but uh, I do think that I think that he'll sort of blow it out of the water for me. and. Uh, I think that we'll see a lot of how he fits into the system so naturally that it will sort of become a tough decision towards the end of the season where we're like, oh, well, actually, he's one of our better players that we want to see start. And I just want to see more selection crisis because yeah, we're so long of having a, we have no players to, we have all these players. So um, that's what I've gone for. Um, if we can do this or not. Uh, this is the only one I was debating getting rid of this year. And it was disappointment of the season. Um, have you got one? Yeah, but it's not in a really negative sense. No, I don't know how to either. I went for, and it sounds like you might have gone for the same. I went for Cameron Archer. Oh, I and, That's fine. Um, not in the fact that I think he's going to be really bad. It's just I think, I think a lot of us, me included, had him down as this really, well... I don't know how to explain. I think like he was going to come in and he's going to set the world alight. I think he's going to need a little bit more time and it's a bit more grounding watching him in pre-season in this in this team because I think I mean bearing in mind obviously he did turn up late for pre-season because of his international tournament, but he just felt like a passenger at times and I think he's one that you have to do a lot of work around him in this system to provide him with those chances. So I feel like he'll still score some goals I think this season. But he's not a deputy for uh, for Watkins yet, so I think in that sense he might be a little bit frustrating at times, if you know what I mean. But he'll still be a handy to have around. So, oh, it it's like a tough word, disappointment. But you yeah. know, in, in the frame of our minds and what we've been talking about Archer for the past two seasons, that's how that's how I saw it. Yeah. So I went. I did go with Matty Cash. And I don't think that he's going to have a bad season. I just think he'll be the one that sticks out as the area. I mean, a lot of people already said that right back is an area that we need a, a starting player to come in for. Yeah, I just think that maybe where he doesn't have that cover, that he might get exposed even more. Um, and yeah, it, I do worry for him because I do think he is a good player. I just worry that he's not the player we need anymore. Um, 
that's but again disappointment so hard um i actually think the most disappointing thing this season uh will be how the relationship of the club and the fans continues i think um it's been a weird a weird summer hasn't it between the club and the fans um, yeah been so positive and so negative at the same time i think the only disappointment we might find is like more weird decisions being made and uncommunicated decisions um but i think that might be the only thing that we might find disappointing but it's yeah say isn't it really and again i didn't want to use that as my one because that is like totally throwing you under the bus for picking a player and i pick some outlandish like ethereal claims so uh, i have gone for i did go for matty cash but yeah i think the actual thing we'd be disappointed with is is things like uh ticket uh choices and sales and the way that gets operated or um uh, club renovations and stuff like that i think that might be actually where yeah there's sort of a gap between the two but yeah here we go um right i it, it, i've give, i feel like i've given you a good time for this so i'll do mine first anyway to let you think of I, think one. Got, I think i've got one in my head okay so i've got mine uh so i've called this the unpopular slash outlandish uh prediction of the season and it is i've done it villa based same uh, so I was split between two, so I've merged them into one. I've said that uh, Cameron Archer is loaned slash sold in January and uh, due to uh, poor performance and him wanting to have regular first-team football um, and that by the end of the season, uh, Felipe Coutinho scores more goals than him. Uh, if he stays, that's a big if he stays. And I will counteract this where if it's not him... Than Jaden Philogene Bidace, well, yeah, uh, there's just I can see it just because, like, I mean, I've been a massive fan of Archer since he yeah. broke through to the first team, and I feel like he's going to be a going to have a really good future. I don't know whether this is because players develop at all different times. I don't know whether this opportunity that I, he's bound to get will be too soon for him because I think there's a lot of reliance on the the strikers to put the chances away, but also be involved in the play. So I did it. I it's it, I think that Cameron Archer is going to go on to be a very good striker and I genuinely think he'll be a very solid Premier League striker. I just think that the timing of him coming into this squad and being our second choice striker isn't going to work for him. Um and I don't think it's more so a him being unable to uh, quality wise. I just think it's 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 weird timing. Um and uh, again he's he's such a good player but I I just struggle to see a world where he gets enough game time and enough of an impact to completely justify his his own decision to stay and play second string in such yeah. a key development development start to him. So yeah. that was my decision making. Again, I, I want to make it clear that I am no way saying that oh he missed a penalty in preseason and a good chance or that he he's terrible. Um, I just think that it could possibly be a year too soon. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, my prediction, again, Villa-based, um, is that by the end of the season, fans will have warmed to Robin Olsen. Ooh. I think... Nice. The past, yeah, the past <laughs> two pre-season games, he was much improved on what yeah. we've seen from him in, in recent times. And that might be a flash in the pan, it might not. But some of the murmurs are that Emery's happy with him. Um, I think unless something really 
opportunistic came about and we could move him on. And I think he's going to stay and I think he's going to have a, a lot of trust put into him in, you know, some of the cup games, maybe many of the cup games. And the the tough thing with goalkeepers is, is when you're not playing a lot, it's so much harder to yeah. you know, be on top of your game. And especially in a system where you've got, you've got a lot of responsibility with the ball at your feet, you know, and you, you've got a lot of pressure to keep the ball out when you've not been playing a lot. So it's really tough. And, I've, I've joked about him before. I can't. I can't lie. I think some of the things that we've read have also really harsh um, towards him. Like, never understand the abuse. I think critical and jokes is fine, but you know, some of the things I see is just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I'm really hoping. I'm, I'm actually hoping that he does. He does do really well when when he's called upon because, I mean, it'd save us money for short term. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'd be mine. It's a nice, fun one, that. I like that. That's a shame. Mine's so negative now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, I, uh, it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see. And like you said, the, the, the voice from the club is that we're not getting a second-choice goalkeeper in. So, yeah, I, again, you, you, you've got to get this point now where you go, well, that's happening now, so you may as well just back him. And again, yeah. I, don't, I mean, United are doing it to Maguire at the moment. I just don't get booing your own players, especially when they haven't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. Uh, and again, you can be critical, but you can be, uh, you know, constructive criticism is is the point, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I think, uh, yeah, okay, I, I like yours a lot more. Um, we'll call that one the AVFC faithful and popular prediction of the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. So, uh, I, uh, I saw today that the podcast account put out a tweet. Uh, I say I saw uh, as if we don't both run it, so we knew that it was happening. Now. I'll ask mm-hmm. you your answer for this first, and then we'll go into what everyone else has said. Um, I'll preface this by saying 183 people replied to it, and I believe we got yeah 20 quotes on it. So I won't go through all 200. I'll be perfectly honest, because um, I think this is probably long enough as it is. Um, so the question was, what is the lowest Premier League finish you'd be happy with if it meant we won a trophy this year? I want to preface this by saying it's one trophy. Not our double. Yeah. yeah, even though that is going to happen. Obviously. Um, yeah, I saw some of the responses. There was a mixed bag and definitely, uh, you know, mixed bag of opinions in there. Uh-huh. Um, I find it, I find it really tough to decide, but because trophies, you, you just, I mean, considering we've got to stay for a double this season, <laughs> trophies you just don't come, come by very often at Villa Park okay. nowadays. So to win something, I think. It sets you up for life in terms of memories. So I think it's very important in that sense because it just it just is. You know, as I said, it's not especially where football is now. You don't get that many opportunities. Um, so at first I did think you know fifteenth maybe, but with the manager we've got, with the funds we've got, with the 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 backing through the fans that we've got and and everything that's coming, I'd probably say top half minimum still for me tenth 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 minimum. Okay, yeah, no, I understand that. I think it makes sense because, like you said, with the with the level what we've got, it should be comfortable enough that we can compete in minimum two competitions. I mean, we didn't go all the way, but we competed in three last year. So, yeah, yeah. It was tough for me because I had to put aside the fact that I think if it was any other Villa season, I'd say 17th and a trophy. 
But I think, like you said, I put into context a lot of the fact that it is Unai Emery and is this crop of talent we've got um, with the chance of signing another player or two. So I I flirted around with the idea of 13th and 12th. Um, I said my lowest was 11th. Um, not too dissimilar from yourself, I guess, 10th upwards. Um, and I, I think I... I, I I think it's just because it's such it's going to be such a difficult year around that middle gap because yeah. there's going to be a dogfight going on at the bottom and there's going to be a dogfight going on from third to sixth. Yeah. So the middle part is going to get disconnected from one of them and then the other one at some point. It's not going to be a point where it's three points separate 11th and 8th. I don't think that happens. I think three points separate 7th from 6th and 5th. So... Um, that's where I went with it. And I think it was more the acceptance of the fact that I could be fine with the fact that a win in any of the trophies gets us European football next year, whether it's Conference League, whether it's Europa League. So I, I just, we've not won anything in so long. And I'll get into it now, but some of the replies of like, they've kind of blew me away with the idea that it's sort of like expected almost that we win something this year. Um, yeah. Which... I know we've said about the double and stuff, but um, even that, as I say, I feel silly saying it. Yeah, Look. but we got we got to predict to predict, but there's a difference between predicting it and expecting it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not actually expecting us to get the double. I yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll pick up some of them. Uh, first, we will go with Matt Kendrick, uh, who said twentieth. Uh, now I think we all remember the clip of him saying he'd take twentieth of an FA Cup. Um, so that came as no surprise to me that he said that. Yeah. Um, look, some people, and uh, I said Kurt, um, who's quite well known among, amongst the three people, uh, he said uh, anywhere outside the bottom three as trophies are more important than league finishes. And someone else said um, a win in any of the three cups guarantees us European football the, this season after anyway. We're not going to be winning league titles anytime soon, so Europe should be the priority. Um, that was from AVFC Midge. Um, and then, like, like other people said, uh, top people basically people mostly agreed with you, James. It's it's top ten. Um, someone put they'd actually prefer top five than a trophy. I no, <laughs> um, I I think, I, I've I've still never seen us win something. Um, yeah, call me selfish, but we have to win something. Uh, someone put sixth. A trophy will not attract better players or keep our best players. We need to be in the Champions League, and once we are regularly at that end of the table, the trophies will come. That was from Zeppo Treble Six. Uh, I do disagree with that just because I think trophies give European football, and then that's sort of what attracts them. So, I was going to say, if you're winning trophies, is that not attractive? That, I thought that personally. That, yeah, and, yeah, it is. Uh, again, I am very thankful to everyone that commented. Um, I, some weeks I'm like, guys. We need more comments, uh, and then you go through and get two hundred and realize you actually can't go through all of them. Um, but I do disagree with this, and I wanted to point this out. Um, someone said uh, three. Actually, I've got three here that all say it. Um, tenth, any lower is massively disappointing. Um, we have to remain in the top half of the table no matter what. Um, and then tenth, but then we've got to win the Conference League. Anything outside the European spot, we have to win a cup, which are, obviously it comes with it. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's the world's biggest disappointment if we finish twelfth with a cup. Um, I just think I think I think it's balancing the expectation and the realization of where we've come from. Um, 
but then again, it's it's not surprising that people's expectations go up so high when you're on such a high. So I actually quite sympathise and empathise with it. But at the same time, yeah. my opinion is of the fact that I think 11th and I'd be happy with the trophy because it, it's a parade. It's it's a, it's a recognition of of all of the achievements that we've achieved over the past two years. Yeah. And it's an ability to, again, go up into another European competition, whether it's the same one or one up and just keep growing. It, it's not going to be so quick as, I don't think it's as quick as we finish in the conference league and then we win a trophy and finish in the Champions League spaces. I don't think it's that simple. Yeah. I will, I'd love if it is. And I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think that, there's so much competition this year and you've got clubs without European competition coming back up. I just think it's it's going to be tough, that's all. Yeah, I agree. Lovely. Well, I think it sounds a bit ranty, that, but uh, it wasn't. And uh, it's just a very happy time. And uh, I think it's weird seeing the word disappointment. Um, so there's only two things left to do. Uh, it's another question I wanted to throw out to you. I mentioned to you before the pod. Um, and then we'll just do our prediction for Saturday evening. Um, uh, so my one question to you was, you have to pick one trophy to win this season. Which trophy do you win? FA Cup. Oh, look how easy that was. We both said the same one. Yeah, I'm, it's because, I mean, Europa Conference League has that bougie feel about it being European, but... It's so new and the heritage that comes with the FA Cup and how it's won by pretty much every season, one of the Sky Six. Yeah. I feel like it's just, it would be amazing to see us lift that. So for me, it just has to be the FA Cup. Yeah, it's a historic trophy. It's when I'm, you know, we, we, we've been successful in it in the past. It'd be lovely to see us take it back up again. And yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a proper trophy, isn't it? Again, <laughs> see those claret and blue ribbons on it, imagine. Oh. I can't imagine Clara Blue Ribbons on things, James. This is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> lovely. Well, that was our predictions out of the way. Uh, there's only one more to do. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are actually back in the Premier League now. Uh, T minus three days. Yep. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. The Premier yep. League season kicks off. And then Saturday. 17.30 hours, or 5.30 for those of you that don't speak like a strange person. Uh, Aston Villa travel up to St. James's Park to face Eddie Howe's Newcastle United. Champions League contenders, possibly, against the Europa Conference League winners. Um, right. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be one that both teams are going to fight tooth and nail for, because... Um, I think both of us, we've got no Europe yet and this is the time to get your winning start and you know, what better team to win it against than, than someone that I think we are going to be in direct competition for for places this year. James, what's your scoreline? 2-2. Two, two. Oh, Desmond. I think, yeah, Desmond I think... On the opening day. Yeah, it's got... Um, that game's got goals in it, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's... Watching... Did it open this uh, year? They, they smashed us at home last season and we smashed them at home as well. And then in the pre-season, just watching how the two teams like to play, Newcastle have really good runners in behind. Yeah. That can do our high line. They also like to press quite high, but we can play through that quite well. And I feel like it's going to be a, it's going to be a topsy-turvy game. It's going to be a game of goals in, so 2-2, which... 
it's funny because I'd be slightly disappointed because I would yeah. really like to win that first game of the season. But tough ask, isn't it, going up there for first game? So, yeah. 2 2. Four two winners to Aston Villa Football Club. <laughs> there's definitely going to be goals in this game. Isn't I there? think there's a goals. I think there's a red card for either team. I think I think it's just one of those games. It's Saturday night. It's the opening weekend. There's weird results that go around. Uh, I've looked. We're we're not near favourites, uh, which I like uh, again uh, because we weren't favourites when they came to our place. Um, that lives strong in my memory. That game. Because uh, it was the first time that Unai Emery played Eddie Howe that season, correct? We we had um, it wasn't um, Gerard; it was our standing. Thank you. Um, who played at, at St James's Park? Uh, Unai Emery's not lost to uh, Eddie Howe, I believe. All right, yeah, okay, he was he was at Bournemouth, um, but still. Uh, I just, I just back it, you know. I, 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 it. It. I think, I think there's two for Watkins. I think, I think there's one for Diaby. And uh, well, you know what? I'd take that all day long, and I'm pretty sure you called the three 0 at home last season as well. No, oh, no, I didn't want to mention it, but um, and I also uh, predict that Kamara scores as well. Um, oh, I don't know I'm why. Li- I'm living for a Kamara goal, please. Weird feelings, but I, I, I agree with you though. I do worry about like um, Isaac running in behind, for example. Uh, that yeah. frightens me. Because uh, he's a fucking brilliant player, um, yeah. so uh, it's going to be. Oh, I just can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I know that I'm going to be in, in a bit of a state watching it. Um, I don't know why I've done this, but I'm actually going out watching it. Um, oh. Which me and the public watching Villa is never a good look. I, I, um, I don't. I'm not an upstanding citizen. So, you know, I'm not quietly going. Go. Um, I yeah. I think. Uh, I think I'll be. Uh, a quiet mention of telling me to maybe quiet down, please, sir, because people are trying to enjoy their days. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait. The Premier League's back. Unai Emery's tricky villains. Uh, we're we're winning. We're winning it all. Oh, yeah. yeah, the doubles coming. Um, we're gonna win. Oh, can't wait. Well, again, thank everyone for uh for dropping in. Uh, this was a this was a fun one. I love the I love the the previews before the season because uh, it's all the it's all the optimism. It's all the weird guesses. That we come out with. Um, I can't wait to be right on everything, to be honest. Um, because if I'm right on everything, <laughs> you're right on most things, and Villa have won a double. So ridiculous, really, isn't it? Well, that's it oh. for this week. Oh, I know. Fingers crossed. I know. And uh, well, next week it's a uh, it's double episode week, isn't it, James? We've got a guest coming on. Um, we won't let you know who yet. Um, yeah. And uh, and obviously we'll have the post match review from the Newcastle win. So uh, until next week at the Villa.